Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report, episode 9. I'm Damien Fleming, we're going to get right into it today. East Sandringham legend, Bradley Hodge. Hodgey, good afternoon to you. Mate, first off though, can we get an East Sandringham update? How'd they go on the weekend and how's the back-to-back premierships looking like? Uh, it's going south actually, Flem. Um I'm very much excited to be here, but uh, I didn't make the field on Saturday, unfortunately, for East Sandringham. You had other commitments. Yeah, I was I was overseas actually, um, which is Ooh, which is geez. one of the talking points, a bit of an issue, I guess, for uh, you know the the, the local club cricketer. Um, we do sometimes have commitments. Uh, I was I was overseas trying to get some employment, um, which we'll find out maybe later on. Oh, geez, exclusive some, biology yeah, report, exclusive, exclusive there potentially. Okay, but um, no. So we only had uh, ten batsmen on the weekend, and we lost to the French team La Page One um, by only six or eight oh, runs. No. So, and you didn't have what two batsmen? Yeah, so we. <gasps> Uh, so, yeah, they're a bit devastated, probably marginally unhappy. But uh, Mardo was good. He punched out sixty-two. Hey, he was awesome. The big dog, big dog was on fire. We, yeah. I, I think from what I saw the the scorecard, we were we were none for one hundred and ten after ten overs, chasing two thirty home and got done. Um, good last week at partnership forty nine between Dallas and Hilton. Did you feel like they could get you over the line, even though you weren't watching? Well. Um, yeah, Hilton's actually a. Uh, he's a it? Scottish what? boy. Why is he batting so low? Because he can't bat. Okay, he's uh, that's pretty good. He's, he's not very good. Um, he's a fast bowler. Great kid. Really enjoying coming out to Australia, getting some sunshine on his back. He's he's from a place in between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Good kid. What's the the, the classic traits of a Scottish? Cricketer. Oh, pasty white skin. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of them. The, the thing the first. Do they get we... sledged as much as England English no. players coming out? No, no. We love the Scottish. We've got a lot more respect for the Scottish, um, and we love Braveheart movies as well. Yeah. So we can all lend ourselves towards being Mel Gibson. He doesn't paint up like Mel, does he? Because if he did no, that, well, running into bowl, fearsome. At about five thirty in the afternoon, he's a he little bit blue. pinkish, yeah, yeah, or blue. Um, he does. His skin colour is very pale, I must admit. So he's probably one that might be a uh, you know a how to do thing for anyone coming in from overseas. It could be his maybe, trait. Maybe get it could a, be his niche. Maybe get a tan before you come, or a spray tan to look like you actually fit yeah. into the competition. A little bit of trivia on Scottish cricket: they participated in the 1999 World Cup over in England. After one ball, they faced the first ball of the tournament. They were number four. Good start. Yep, that was me. <laughs> was it? I got cover driven for four by uh, some bloke. So he's a hero of Scottish cricket. They don't mind me over there. Hey, mate, what about the Sheffield Shield? With performances, the Vicks lost to Queensland, New South Wales, beat South Australia and Western Australia. It's fair to say it was a reasonable collapse there from Tasmania. Unbelievable, yeah. And I don't know whether it's a, it's a pink ball thing, but... Um... There's some seriously good performances in there. Oh, look, I really like this. I like the pink ball. 
I like the fact that we've seen some serious statistics there for some bowlers. Yeah. Um, I think Sheffield cricket for me has been pretty, pretty boring and mundane of late because of the dropping wickets and they don't really... No, nothing happens. They're all the same around the world. I reckon they put a bit more grass on the to protect the pink ball. I think so. Yeah. Um, I know for the first year, I think that the millimetres, I think they cut them down to about 8 or 10. In I a think normal, they've increased them from there. Yeah, they've gone up to about 14 mil. So good good things for fast bowlers around there. I, I like it. Um, some serious performances. Good performances. But I tell you what, who just booked himself for the Gabba, if he wasn't already in, was Usman Kawaja. So if you say about oh, bowler-friendly conditions... I watched a bit of it on cricket.com.au and he looked like he was having a net in the second innings. Yeah, well... He just cruised to 100. Not good for us Bush Rangers. No. Um, but well done, Uzi. He's a serious player. Um, had a bit to say in the media. coming but backed off. backed it up. Absolutely. We love that. We love to have a gun and fire a few shots and hit yeah. a few targets if you have to. Um, but well done, Uzi. Because uh, the headlines would have been written if he'd failed... And oh, you're coming out and sledging the selectors. Yep. And Stephen Smith didn't give him a lot of love either. You know, well, it's, nah. a, it's about, you know, he's had opportunities over there in the yeah. subcontinent. But, you know, was he beautiful? 40 and 100. Well done. Uh, superstar. Number six. We're talking about it every week, Hodgie. You know why? Because no we good. still don't know who's batting number. <laughs> yeah, they're no good. Um, it's a problem. And the candidates we talked about have done absolutely nothing to justify their cause. Do you want me to go through the scores? So Cartwright, the best of them, he's 61 and 38. Yeah. Maxi went up the order for Bush Rangers, 7 and 20. Sean Marsh, all of a sudden there's a lot of people talking about Sean Marsh, 63 and 11. Marcus Stoinis, 9 and 32. Travis Head, he's got his fans, 8 and 0. Maninson. Nick Manninson, I don't know why he's being talked about at number six because he's opening. Mm, and you know how we question whether, why is Nick Manninson opening? We're continuing the question because he punched out five and a duck. Good contribution. Why is he opening? Oh, I don't know. I, I can't understand that from New South Wales. You know, they left out uh, Ed Cowan, who's a proven um, run he'd be, scorer. He'd be pretty handy in those conditions. Yeah, and we talked about that. We thought it was a good decision to leave yeah. him out for the benefit of the game and, and for cricket. Uh, but Daniel Hughes, who is the opener for New yeah. South Wales, but six. And and Maddo, who we talked about, who can potentially destroy teams at number six. Doesn't with his move his feet play. a lot, but a very good strike of the ball, Nick Manninson. Uh, it goes and opens and clunks a couple of times, and, and he's probably gone back to square one. So we want to think about how they're managing these players as well. And what the talk is, is, is there any sort of... You know, direction from the selectors to say that Nick could possibly be number six. So let's bat him in that area. You would have thought the feedback was we see him as an opener, which is absolutely bizarre. But I'm right with that. It's really hard to, you know, if you're bat number three, it's easier to go up and open. But if you've been a middle order batsman, to go up and open is just a total ball game. So where do they see him as a player? They picked him as a number, was he five or six in the test he played last year? Five, I think. I don't see where it benefits. Highest he should bat is number four. Yeah, I agree with that. I Look, I think that openers are a special breed, and I think they are... They can be a weird breed. They, they are weird. They have bromance, don't they? They, they, they tend to love each other. You know, Langer, Langer Hayden, Hayden bromance, and Rogers Elliot and... Elliot and Armburger, cheese. Uh, they had are a they bromance close? on the field. 
than off the field. Not a lot of dialogue anywhere from the Cheese and, and the Cheese have a lot of dialogue off the field anyway. Like when he went in a state, he um, well, he kept to his room a bit. Cheese. All he did is talk about how good Derek is. Now, for those that don't know, Derek's his brother who played for Penrith. Um, and Cheese, I think, probably... This is Jason Armberg yeah, we're talking about. Very good opener. Batsman for Victoria. So Cheeseburger would have... He talks like this, actually. Oh, he's got oh. a high-pitched voice. And he would have got six or 7,000 runs for Victoria. He reckons that Derek would have doubled that for sure oh. if he had got the opportunities. He reckons he had the best Asian wrist in Sydney, even though he, didn't, he wasn't Asian. No. Um, but he was now able to whip a ball through mid-wicket from two feet outside off stump. But those tend to get nicked to slips <laughs> if you're not timing well. I just remember he, he might have, he got runs against the West Indies one day, um, Jason Armberg, and I was injured for a change in the gym, and a few of the West Indian boys are there, and they just kept going, "Where's Hamburger? Yeah, where's I, Hamburger?" They loved him just because he hooked. He got anyone that hooked, they just loved. He got a hundred too, I reckon. The cheeseburger, yeah. Hamburger, yeah. Hamburger. Where's Hamburger? Where the Hamburger? Where the Hamburger? Where the Hamburger? Where the cheeseburger? Where the lot? They loved him. Uh, just a little one too. Uh, Moses Henriquez, another number six, 11 and four not out. So stay tuned with two more Shield games. So good luck. It, it, no doubt we'll be talking about it next week as well. Each week we talk about this. The wicket keepers, the Glubman, the centrepiece to any team. We still don't know who's, uh, who's wicket keeping for the first test. Wadey, no runs. One and six, took three catches. Yeah. Peter Neville, 20 and didn't bat. So he had the opportunity to get a big one. Took a catch. He dropped one easy one, actually, Peter Neville. And Alex Carey, 12 and four. Couple of catches. What do we read into that, bro? Oh, again, it's uh, just as much information as a number six. It's chuck him in the hat and pull a name out and see who wants it. See his, see his name comes out. It's. I think that there's, uh, yeah, there's not a lot to read into that. I think that... Um, it must be so frustrating for the three of them because they know one strong performance could They're get in. them in. Yeah, and and it might not even come to that. It might just be a, a recommendation from the selectors that we're just going to back one of them in uh, and take a punt. Yeah, they've 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 changed their direction a couple of times from you know Neville, who was a safe gloveman, there is, but didn't get much batting out of him to Wadey, who they wanted more batting, but. Didn't get the results. A little bit of lip too from Wade. A little bit Come of on, lip. boys. Yeah, well, look. Get, get in on. Well, someone that to step up with the Reverend, you know, being in service for we the We still last haven't worked out a couple of years. Opening for Australia, Reverend or Bull. Um, we'll work that out before the first We'll work it days. out. But Adam Gilchrist, um, in between his Google visits and so forth. Running the world. He he posted on, uh, or was was commenting on, on cricket.com that he thinks Alex Carey might be the one mm. to come in there. And the, the one thing which you know is when you get endorsed by a legend like Gilly, yeah, that, it's nearly a done thing. Um, yeah. The selectors wouldn't want to take on Gilly. <laughs> no chance. You take on Gilly, you, you know, your phones are tapped. Yep. Um, there's no Google visits for you. No chance. He just rings his mates at Microsoft. Why can't Gilly just select teams? Well, he can Why do, do we worry with five other blokes? He can do everything else. He's he's Channel Ten, of course, with you. He's he's Channel Ten in Formula One. He's Formula he's one. at Google. He's in the Vatican from time to he's time. He's on boards, um, and he probably plays golf as well. So he might be able to. Doesn't even try. He, he, he could plays select. Golf, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll That's get to that point. Done. Very topical, Bradley. Um, actually, one little option. It'd be something outside the square. But I was reading during the week, the married couple Australia's. Favourite married cricket couple, Mitchell Stark and Lisa Healy, who we'll talk about a little bit later. She's keeping beautifully at the moment. They met in an under-12 rep team 
They were both keepers. Right. They were both keepers. Did she bowl? Did she bowl no, fast Al- as well? So uh, Mitchell. No, no. So it so, wasn't like under twelves where you bat the best players bat bowl and keep. No. Starkey was keeping. So I was just thinking, well, you know, he's done a bit in the past. Can he open up with the new ball and then keep to the spinners potentially? Good call. So just give the gloves to the reverend. So, mate, while I'm bowling, yep. you have them. As soon as I'm done, I'm, I'm... I've got Pete Hanscom there. He could do 10 overs. Why not? Even though he's come out and said he doesn't believe he could keep at test level. And I just want him to get his batting going there. Um, fast bowling cartel. We talked about him then. Mitchell Stark, 8 for 73. Um, great to see our leader fit and firing. Watching some of the highlights, Hodgie, I don't know if you you played with or against bowlers like him, but the, the, the real X factor for me is the batsmen know what's coming. Yeah. They still get bowled or LB. What I saw was... <laughs> <laughs> and Travis Head, he knocked over last year, yeah. I reckon, with one, two in-swinging balls that were so similar. So Travis knew what was going, and he just knocks them over. It was unreal. What I loved is when he came around the wicket and you shouldn't miss him as a batsman. You missed him. And he, and I think there was three or four dismissals that just saw the, the stumps just cartwheeling Exciting. back. And, you know, it, there was no swing. It was just genuine angle and pace. Uh, geez, he looked good when he was running in, didn't he, and letting the ball fly. Exciting well, it was stuff. so exciting. I mean... It was- for all the batting and, and the spinning and the wicket-keeping, I mean, everyone gets excited by the big quicks. And, and it looks like we're going to, going to have them, besides James Pattinson, who is going for a fusion of his back. So a lot of New Zealand quicks have had it done. Shane Bond, the most famous of them, and played cricket after that. It sounds like Alex Contouris, reading a few of his quotes, he's got four old stress fractures that just don't repair yeah. James Pattinson. doesn't matter what they do. So the last thought from, from doctors is to use surgery, but it says to me that it's almost that, well, we've got nothing more we can do from a non-surgery end, so get it done. So hopefully Paddo can get it done. I know Bond was still a bit injury-prone after that, but he still played a fair bit of cricket. Yeah. You know, at least James, hopefully, if he gets this fusion of the back and they're, and they're putting in wires in there and bone and everything like that, um, that we can see him back on the field. It doesn't sound great, does it? The You know, the process or the Screws. surgery is what you have to go through. But I think he's frustrated as well. I think this is a, look, we need to do something about this and a bit of a last resort. But look, even if Jimmy doesn't come back as a you know, a 150 bowler and he's a 137 bowler. He bats well. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He can develop into a serious all-rounder. Um, it might just be a different role. We hope not. We hope that he can send those thunderbolts down as yeah. he's done. But I think it's not all lost if it doesn't come back with a loss of, you know, 5% yeah. out of him. Uh, he's a gun. So Richard Hadley, Dennis Lilly, we saw them change their pace a little bit yeah. and still be productive. Uh, just through the other fast bowlers, Patrick Cummins didn't take a heap of wickets, but I don't care. He's fit. Easy he's going. Josh Hazelwood, you know, the grunter muscle. You wouldn't have done one of them, the side ones. Emily's ahead of schedule, played a, a grade game, so he'll play Shield games two and three. So they're locked in. So who's 12th man? Nathan Coulton-Nile, um, Jackson Bird or Chad Sayers? I think uh, I think Coulton Nile actually. Um, I like the way that he came in back into the Australian setup in, in India and swung the ball and bowled to the plans. Got Virat out, you know, for a duck in one of them games. I like him. Why? 
Because he's scary. Yeah. Uh, we love Nathan Coulter He's got the ability to bowl. Slippery. Fast. He's got Gets a good bumper. Gets bounce off a length. Yeah. Doesn't he? Uh, and he's a gun athlete. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that gets you selected. He's got a good record anyway. So I just don't think that they're ever going to pick um, Chad Sayers on the facts In that Australia. we have these express fast bowlers. And I know that Darren Liam wants these express fast bowlers in his side. The other thing is as well is that you've got to look into conditions. And if you, it's grassy conditions, Sayers has to be a chance, though. Yeah, and, and that's what you've got to look at. But we, but we always talk about the Gabba being bowler-friendly. First test, it is actually never bowler-friendly. It's You have to bowl well, and usually it's a high-scoring game. So yeah, I think he's one of the ones which might have to come into consideration, maybe at Perth, but then Perth's been flat as well. So it's hard to find a way in there. Jackson Bird's just the guy that backs up these guys, um, but you know when you have uh, when you have Nathan Coulter Nile and and these guys up and running, bowling well at sort of one high. I first saw him in the Australian Under Seventeen uh, Championships. He ran in a long way, jumped really high, and found out he was the Under Seventeen Australian volleyball yeah. player. Yeah, so that'll that'll make the pre-match warm-ups good. You'd have him in your team, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. He's you just would. spiking them. Probably trying to take out the other fast bowlers. He's yeah. an athlete. Yeah, he's an athlete. Are England cricketers athletes? Not traditionally. No, we've had James. They've arrived. We haven't heard a lot from them. James Vince, one of the potential top five batsmen, he, he's come out and he said, we're not worried about the quicks. We're not worried about the quicks. They've come back from injury. Cummins hasn't played a lot of cricket, hasn't played in Australia. You know, we... Uh, we feel like we've got the batting depth to uh, to worry the Australians, and I'd like to be the Australian quicks. I, I th- There's question marks. I don't think that uh, that's Glenn McGrath like, and he'll back that up with 500 runs. runs. Yeah, I can't see that happening from Vince, especially when you only average 19 in Test cricket in seven Test matches. It's not really. I did that over 20. Yeah, I averaged 19. Well, you're a good player. Um, not really. We'd love to see if Vince is a good player. I'd actually. like to see him play a few of my gabber shots. Um, but, but what about their top five? I mean, the thing is, I remember as a kid, you'll be too young, young Hodgie, 86, 87 Ashes. England end up winning maybe 3 1. Mm. And it was guys like um, uh, Chris Broad, yep. I think, scored 300s. Yep. They had a keeper called Jack Richards who scored 100. Um, so there's a couple of unknown players that come in and did really well. And I think that's the opportunity here that there's two spots. I think Stockman will open. Yeah. And we've got Cook and Root, who are very great players. So it's number three and number five. Who, who do you reckon will play there out of Vince, Balance and Milan? Uh, if I was a selector, I'd, I'd probably choose Milan at number five. I think he's, so a, why is that? he's a pretty good player. He's a, he's a good, gifted stroke player. Okay. That would be vulnerable to a new ball if he's exposed to a new ball, as are all middle order players. He he's probably the pick of those three. Balance, I'm not so sure about because for me, balance is a guy that can just allow pressure to be built on other players. That he doesn't score. He blocks half volleys, and I just think at Test level, you eventually good enough get a good enough ball that knocks you over. Yeah. But then also, what you're saying, the pressure it puts on your partner at the other end. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, if you, you can be grinding away, but if you're not scoring, you know, from both ends, it, it, I mean, that's the thing, as a player like Balance, he could face 30 balls and only score two runs, and what that does, it stunts the the, the play of the, the other player, and you feel pressure then coming from both ends. Oh, hey, Hodgie, you're not going to believe this, I believe we've got a, another phone call. 
Who, who's calling in now? Lisa, Lisa from Annandale. Have you got a question? Yeah, hi guys. I just, uh, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, women's cricket. You don't seem to be uh, talking oh. a lot about the women's game, and it's disappointing because I don't know if you guys know the women actually uh, played the first World Cup two years earlier than the men, nineteen seventy-three. Well, we were just about to get there, Lisa. I mean, um, I mean, do you do you follow the the women? Have you been following the women's Ashes? Cricket going on, three ODIs. Australia are leading, four points to two. Oh. It's been some some great you, cricket to watch. What you, is it? I know that voice. It's you, it's Lisa Stalaker. It's Australian legend. No way. Lisa Stalaker, eight tests, over hundred one days, fifty T twenty games. Lisa, mate, thanks for joining us. Um, what, 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 what about the third one day? What happened there with the girls? Oh, it's a bit disappointing. They uh, they started off the chase really well. Uh, they opening partnership of 119 between Elisa Healy and Nicole Bolton, and neither one unfortunately could go on and get 100 because uh, they would have come through, I think, and won that. But England fought back, and credit to them because. Uh, if Australia had gone uh, six points up in the women's ashes, it would have been very difficult for them to come back. All over. All over. We uh, Look, I'm not sure you've subscribed to our podcast, if that's what you're saying. We've, we've been talking up women's ashes yeah. for the last three episodes. Yes. And one of the one things we love about uh, the women's ashes is that the point system. We love yes. the point system across all three forms of the game. And we were trying to talk it up about how the world sport of men's could possibly be could take a lead from on it. a point system. Because we love that you can walk away after the tournament and say either Australia's a better cricket team or England are a better cricket team. Not test team, not one day team, but an overall or T20, an overall cricket team. I, I love that concept. Are you happy with the format, Lise? Now, Lee, so I've got a question for you, actually, and this is important to me because I'm a batsman and Flem's a bowler, of course. What do you treasure most, a five-wicket haul or making a ton? Because you have both. Genuine have, all-round, at least. Exactly. You have a six for 114 as your best and 120 not out. Which one do you cherish the most? I'm going to have to go with you, Hodgie. Yeah. I think it's the runs. Sorry, Flem. Anyone can score runs. You need 20 wickets to win a test match, Lisa. You do. But see, all my junior career, I opened the batting and batting was <laughs> something that I really enjoyed. And bowling was something that allowed me to stay in the game and not get too bored out in the field. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can relate re- re- to that. I fielded <laughs> for 72 overs last Saturday and, and didn't get a bat this weekend. I got sledged by some lady named Carrie Fisher. What did you say? 
She just said, what, are you not good enough to... Turn up Yeah, you're not good enough to turn up two weeks in a row to your club game. So, anyway, I can relate to that. I love a bowl from time to time. Just to, It just passes the time a little bit quicker than normal. Hey, Lise, what about the day-night test match How and the pink ball? You know, how, how exciting will that be at the North Sydney Oval? Expecting good crowds. And uh, there's a couple of practice matches beforehand to give the girls a, a chance with the pink ball. Yeah, and that's going to be really crucial because uh, whilst we have played uh, with the pink ball in the past, it's only been for one-day cricket during the day. So we're not sure how it's going to react uh, during that twilight period. Uh, So the fact that also the the teams don't really play that much test cricket, it's only really between each other every two years, just shows that this is a bit of an unknown. Test cricket and the fact that it's going to be under lights with the pink ball, I think it's going to be a wonderful spectacle. And I really hope that the the crowd in Sydney are able to kind of flock to North Sydney Oval, which I think is such a cute, petite ground, I think perfect for the test matches. Actually, the same venue where I first saw women's cricket, which was a test match as well. So I think uh, it's kind of cool that it's going back there. And uh, if you can't watch there, if you can't actually get to the ground, you can actually watch it on cricket.com.au because it'll be live streams. Um, Have we got any special commentators for that test match? Flem, are you free? <laughs> I'm free? <laughs> but I think there's better ones than me. What, what's the commentary team? Uh, the commentary team is actually going to be all female. Uh, yeah. Charlotte Edwards, who former English England great. Uh, most capped player in, in the women's game. Ishigua. Melanie yes. Jones and myself. Oh. So two poms, two Dream poms, team. It's going to be pretty fierce in the commentary box. Dream team. Well, we like, look, if, you, if you're not watching on cricket.com, get yourself to North Sydney. We, we talked about North Sydney. We might fly and, out. And how we love that as a, a cricket venue. Yeah. Um, and how they didn't use it to their benefit in the JLT Cup. No. Hopefully they use it to the benefit in the Ashes. Um, do you know if... Do you know if any of the ladies are colourblind at all? Like... Chris yeah. Rogers, I'm coloured yeah, blind. Bradley. I, I hated the pink ball and struggled for that reason, and, and so did Chris and a few others. Do you know any of the girls that are coloured blind or have tested it out? Uh, not to my knowledge. Uh, like I said, we have played in the pink with the pink ball before. Not all the players have. I guess we'll find out over the next three days. Maybe a few players will all of a sudden realise they are colour blind, or they'll blame it on that if they can't. Yeah, uh, if you make a duck, yeah, regulation. absolutely. If you get a good one early, you go, oh, colour blind, oh, I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm with that. I used to use that excuse was a good one. I should have used that <laughs> excuse with the red ball. I made a lot of first ball ducks. Megan shoots. 10 wickets in three one-day internationals. Are you happy with the way she's going? And surely her in-swingers will be affected with this pink ball. Yeah, I, I've been so impressed with her. Um, the fact that she's picked up four for 26 off eight and then four for 44 in the last match. Uh, she was the one that really stopped the English sides posting something in the vicinity of 320. Uh, so she's been really impressive. Uh, and I think she will be very effective with the pink ball. The other bowler that I've been really happy with and and great to see her getting back to what she was known for is Elise Perry. Uh, She's swinging the ball. She's bowling the ball with a a bit more heat on it. Um, She's done some work with Matthew Hoggard, so obviously it's going well. He doesn't mind uh, her taking a few Poms wickets, but uh, I think uh, she's going to be quite dangerous come the test. She's ready to fire, is she? That, that's good news. What about Amanda J. Wellington? How do, how do you think she's done really well in the in the couple of one days? How do you think she'll go, you know, bowling in a test match? Well, the great thing 
that she's a leg spinner who really gives it a rip. So we even love if that. there's not a lot of spin on the track, you'd expect the wrist spinner to be able to extract something out of it. In the first ODI, she went uh, number 39 off 10 and should have gotten a wicket. I, seriously, it's one of the best spells of bowling that has, I've seen that has gone wicketless. Bit of drifting, bit of drifting, turning past the bat. Very good to yeah. see. Very exciting to see. And I think she's going to be really effective in the test match because the, the English players have struggled to play her. So, you know, put a few more fielders around the bat. We like that. Get them into doubts and, and play some full shots. So she's going to be really crucial. And, and she'll be making a test debut. And I'm, I'm hoping and fingers crossed that she does uh, get selected for the test match. Least plenty of controversy too in the one-day series. What's your thoughts on England's... Jenny Gunn and the whiff ball. <laughs> the whiff. Was that your stock ball? Was that your stock ball, the whiff ball? Uh, no, thank you, Flynn. A little bit quicker than that, thank you. Uh, but maybe I should have bowled a few more, given how the Australian batters really struggle. It's like 60, just over 60 kilometres yeah. an hour. Yeah. It is that slow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love just a, a, yeah naming the ball. Um because I think young uh, Amanda Jade Wellington's talking about some mystery balls. It's sounding a bit like Warnie for me, um, until you see it, you believe it. But the with ball at 65 kilometres out didn't work. Um, just quickly, what about the Women's Big Bash this year? Are you excited? Um, can, we, can you commentate and play at the same time? Uh, I've done two years of that, Flem, and I've seen the light. No, I mean in, the, in one game. To be in the commentary box. Ah. No, I disagree with that. I put my hand up for things like that. I reckon there's a way forward. No, I, it's, 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 come on, guys. As you get a little bit older, it takes a little bit longer to recover. You end up doing more fitness stuff just to keep oh, up with the yeah. youngsters and actual skills. True. Yeah, although in Channel 10, we, you know, we do go through our pre-routine commentary warm-up and, and fitness activities. Um, who, who do you think excels best at that? <laughs> well, I was going to say, all I see you all the time is changing your clothes in public areas. So oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, mate, you're breaking up a little bit, Lisa. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, Lisa Stalaker, Aussie legend, a uh, Wally off spinner, a Wally commentator. Good luck to the Aussies, Lisa. Thanks, Flam. Thanks, guys. See you, Lisa. What a legend, hey? Yeah, yeah. And she's a very good commentator. I like the commentary team too, two and two. Yeah, I like that. It's a good battle up there. Mel Jones, of course, is she's loving her commentary, so good on her. It's um it's it's turning out to be a cracking series. Um really good. I can't wait for this uh this And and as added not as an Australian fan, but with England winning that last one day. Yeah. Uh, yep. The point system means if they win the test match, wow, well, the Aussies are going to have to dominate the T20 series. Talk about domination, South Africa versus Bangladesh. That was a clean sweep. Yeah. South Africa just pumped them in every game. And just to put the nail in the coffin, David Miller, 35 ball 100 in the last T20 game, the quickest one of all time at international level. His quote was, oh, a bit scratchy early, China. Hit one or two good ones. And decided to keep going. Didn't he keep going? Didn't he keep going? Why? He's such a thrilling player to watch, David Miller. He's a lot a, of power. He's an interesting player because he, he probably frustrates a hell of a lot of people with his inconsistency. But when you get it right like that, it's amazing to watch the ball striking ability. I've actually witnessed him hit the ball better in a uh, in a T20 game in the IPL where he actually 
consistently struck the ball, I reckon, 20 rows back into a stadium. Um, I first came across him in Hong Kong Sixers. Oh, he'd be um, awesome in yeah, that format. Oh, he format. was unbelievably good. Uh, and this is before he'd even you know debuted in, in international cricket. He hit these balls that went from Hong Kong and I reckon landed in Taipei, though. <laughs> um, I love him. I reckon he's a great athlete, good guy too, um, and uh, absolute destruction of the Bangladesh team. Hey, just about, where, where do you sit on um, the, you know, we've got the spirit of cricket. What do you think about the spirits of cricket Spirits on the cricket. back of Sri Lankan captain Dinesh Chandamal has suggested that the test win against Pakistan right. over there in UAE was down to witchcraft. Down to witchcraft. Down this to witchcraft. He, he got a blessing from a spirit and he quoted saying, you can have talent, but without these blessings, you can't move forward. I mean, is that in the, the spirits of the game, You using the spirits of the game? So it wouldn't be out of comment to say, my God. <laughs> no. I, look, I, I, I'm I'm just bemused by this. I, I don't understand. Finally, well, they've, finally they've got to win. They haven't won for 15 games. They got flogged in the one day. So what happened to the Spirits Witchcraft then? And it's on the back of, a week earlier, Sri Lankan's sport minister, and they're generally the chairman of selectors in Sri Lanka. And if someone can correct me if I'm wrong, that's fine. He ordered the struggling national team to use witchcraft ahead of the test series. Um, so when you're doing your, your game plans, how do, how do you how do you fit a, against how do you fit a game plan against a team that's using witchcraft? I've no idea. What do they do? Do they just do they make voodoo dolls of the fast the Pakistan fast bowling community or their batsmen and yeah, I don't know, and there's a bit of astrology in there as well. I mean, in Australian cricket, I, I don't remember us, you know, going to witchcraft. There was a few prayers at times, you know, when you, you're yeah. getting flogged over there in India or, or personally. And, I mean, probably the most religious player that I played with was big Matthew Hayden, the Hayden one. Oh, big, big Dossie. Religious, and, unreligious. But his dad was a... Min- but you know how he used to yeah. cross himself when he got 100 for, for Australia? He did. And there was that famous story, though, he's playing for Queensland in the middle, brought up the 100 and just raised the bat and didn't cross himself. And yeah. Jimmy Murray's opening partner said, Hey, Hados, doesn't God watch Queensland <laughs> Shield cricket? <laughs> That's about it, isn't it? Oh, classic story. It's exactly right. It was the Hayden way, um, beautiful way of self-promotion. Uh, he probably would have got a nomination for that sort of stuff. But Jimmy was spot on. Just, yeah, absolutely spot on saying that does God not watch Sheffield cricket. Um, what he was good at, though, Hados, was he blessed himself about 32 times or 30 times in Test Match cricket. So he was pretty good at that. He was an absolute gun. Special guest time. What a treat for Hodge and I to chew the fat with a funny, funny man. He stars on Utopia on Channel 2, does Brecky on 104.3 for Gold FM in Melbourne. He's just released a book. This shirt won't iron itself. It's of course, comedian, funny guy, Anthony Limo Lehman. You're on the Bowlology Report. Oh, you're kidding me. You're on the Bowlology Report. You've been talking about it for years. Get me on. Well, we've only been going nine episodes. But on the back of the launch of your book, this shirt won't iron itself. Um, this is a big couple of days for yourself. Yeah, it's a week full of highlights. And who said drinks don't come through? 
Hey mate, where did the motivation to, to write the book come from? Was it was it a life dream, you know, to go as an eight year old? I, I want to write a, a older biography at some stage. I had never Hey, now we we love. I've read the book, love the book. Um, there's a lot of football in there. And Hodgie, what about this? He's named a lot of the chapters after Hawthorne premierships oh, that, since 1978. So it's a very thick book. Yeah, I could imagine that. Yeah. And you're a Melbourne supporter. If he was a Melbourne supporter, it'd be a one one page flyer. There wouldn't be any book. Yeah, it'd just be a forward. But, but Lima, what about your love of cricket? What what sort of cricketer were you? <laughs> I, I didn't want to hang around blocking the ball and defending. I just wanted to score my runs very quickly. I had no respect for any bowler I ever faced. Like, if you, if you said to me, yeah, so you've watched me play golf. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fairly aggressive attitude. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was the same when I played cricket. If you said to me, defend the first five balls, and the sixth ball will be loose, you can have a crack at that, I would have gone, oh, I can't wait that long. <laughs> so, so Lemo, did... Try the first ball for six. So do you think Glenn Maxwell's modelled himself <laughs> on your junior cricket? Do you think so? <laughs> What's that, Audrey? I said, do you think Glenn Maxwell's modelled himself on your junior cricket? Yeah, what was it? What, what was it? Talk us through your highest score, your best innings, or your yeah. best bowled, best ball bowled. Uh, well, the, the best ball I ever bowled was it was the best and worst ball <laughs> at the same time. Right. Here's, here's how and why. So I'll describe the ball to you first. I've come off about two steps. I've rolled my arm over as slowly as I possibly can. <laughs> I've released the ball at the top of the uh, at the top of the arc as I'm delivering from maximum height. I've put the tiniest bit of fizz on it, but that was accidental. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's landed on a good length, and it has hit middle stump three quarters of the way up. <laughs> that, might, that might sound like it's all a good result. No one on my team applauded or cheered. They stared at me, going, what are you doing? The batsman was incredulous. The crowd booed. And here's why. It was a charity cricket day. And the batsman at the time was Carrie Bigmore. Oh. And I thought straight to her and just And what are you doing? Run away, punch in the air. How did you celebrate? Did you give the airplane or just a big high five? What was the celebration? The, uh, yeah, no, there was no celebration. In fact, what happened on that occasion is the umpire, as soon as it happened, the umpire read the two leaves as well and called no Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no one to high five because they're all running away from you. No, no, there was no, there was no high fiving. But I, uh, Hodgie, when I did celebrate, I really didn't hold back. Right. Okay. I, I 
every celebration ever across any sporting endeavour yeah. that I've ever had. I often a celebration if I felt it was worthwhile would involve running towards the opposition bench <laughs> just, just to let them know. That's a little bit. The man of the hour. It's a little bit West Indian like that behaviour. Hey, Lee, mate, what about um, your first memories of going to the Adelaide Oval? Your dad used to take there. I think the first series was 1978-79. The establishment were playing World Series cricket boys weren't, but I think Rodney Hogg was opening the bowling. What were your thoughts of your first Adelaide test? Yeah, I just fell in love with Adelaide Oval. The minute that I walked into that joint, I just bloody loved it. Yeah. In South Australia. So it was nice to have some South Australian representation. Rick Darling was playing as well. So that was exciting for me. I think he hit 15. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now I've got a duck as I recall. Um, but I used to as a kid. So imagine, think back to when you're about 10, 9 or 10. I used to hang around the nets at Adelaide Oval. Now remember when the nets used to push up against the entrance, the car park entrance? Yeah. Yep. And you could stand just outside the nets there. I used to stand there praying for a ball to come through the nets so I could retrieve it and throw it back to Alan Border or whoever. And you know the kid, you had that little thought in your head going, maybe they'll see that I'm a really good thrower. <laughs> and they'll invite me in for a hit. <laughs> oh, no, that. What about... Um, it's good that you got really good memories of that test match, but there's a rumour that you missed a complete day's cricket because you actually kicked out of the test before a ball was even bowled. <laughs> well, that, yeah, it's more than a rumour, that's a true rumor. <laughs> <laughs> It's a true <tumor. laughs> yeah. uh, So, I, well, it was actually a one-day game at Adelaide Oval and it was actually India, New Zealand, right? And I got there early with my mates because we wanted to get an early start. So it's a try series. Yeah, you've got, you've got, to, you've got, to, got to get it. It's a try series. And we used to have three games in Adelaide over the Australia Day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, long weekend. We got in there early and these Kiwi guys were arcing up on the hill. So we were getting a bit hippy back towards them. And then they were getting a bit lippy. And then I was nominated spokesperson for our group to take control of the, the sledging. And uh, it got a bit loud. <laughs> a bit boisterous. And apparently I was swearing just loudly. So security came over and grabbed me. They said, you're out, mate. And I said, what for? They said, you've been swearing too loudly. Then all of my mates, in inverted commas, have piled in. And gone, yeah, get rid of him. He's been annoying. Oh, no. <laughs>
Hey, Limo, thanks for chatting. I'll tell you what you've got to do, Pete, the podcasters listening to this, is get yourself a copy of That Shirt Won't Eye Itself. At all good bookshops, uh, shops, Limo? Yes, uh, and some bad ones as well, Flemo. <laughs> thanks, mate. We'll talk soon. What a legend. Yeah, that's awesome. I Look, those are... Uh, I remember playing the test match at Adelaide, the one test match that I did play there. After four o'clock in the afternoon, oh, under that scoreboard yes. where West End gets consumed all day, I reckon there's a scuffle or a push around probably every 20 minutes or so. Yeah. So easily down at fine leg there. If he, he got done for swearing. Like, <laughs> yeah. swearing would have been done on the hill. Oh, it was probably legal back there in the 70s or 80s. There's one of the great, it is one of the great grounds here at Lado. And, and I like how... Well, in the end, the scoreboard and the fig leaves, I think they're heritage listed, so they couldn't make a total dome. But I love the feature that you've still got the hill, the scoreboard, the fig trees, and then uh, if you want to go corporate, you've got that. You want the members out the back. It's almost like a complete cricket ground. It's unbelievable. I, I love playing there for Adelaide Strikers. It's a real highlight. It's, um, it's just the... I actually think it's one of the best grounds in the world, yeah. uh, if not the best. Uh to play there and enjoy it, it's actually transformed the city. It's amazing what one bridge can actually do as well, um, just to make sure that people... To be able to walk to a sporting venue is such an appeal. Yeah, it is. It's great. And in the community, it's actually a very friendly community uh, transporting from the city over to the ground and using those footbridges is, is great. How many games do you reckon you have to play to get yourself a little statue out the back? Oh. My, mate, my mate's Buff and Dizzy have got him. Buff and there, Dizzy are there, yep. yep. I, I played two games. Well, I'm not probably, sure. I'm not that sure. probably <laughs> testing it somewhat. Do you actually want it? Because all that happens is the seagulls come and just shit all over you anyway, so I'm not well, sure. The, the, it's the only thing is I reckon it'd be cheaper, be, uh, cheaper if you got one for me because they've already done Dizzy, Yes, a skinny guy with a big nose. True. So they could just do the same role, and yeah. instead of having a mullet, you just give them a shorter haircut, and there's Fleming. Yeah, you could do it. It'd be cheaper. I'd, I'd probably like to see one more out the front of the MCG than, Actually, than Adelaide. No, I'd love it out the G. Hey, um, Hodgie, what about... This is the segment, and I, I, the public have been stopping me. I've seen a few celebrities too going, I, I, I'm scared to tweet. I, I'm scared to go on Instagram, Facebook, because I know Hodge is out there and he's watching. So it is the Hodgie Social Media Self-Promoter Award Far Away. Well, we've got a, a mixture, actually. I've, I've tried to come up with a nice mixture of self-promotion this week. <laughs> so there are, there are a few random ones, which is pretty cool. Uh, and the reason they're a bit random is... You like this this sort of genre, um, but we'll start with the, the sportsmen or cricket lovers, as we know. The first one is um, Andy Ma. Uh, now Andy, yeah, yeah, Raider, yeah, he was just uh, happened to be in in Sen right in front with. He's just saying two legends and a pickle, so he's explaining that he's the pickle. But the other two legends were Kumar Sangakkara and Mahalo Jayawardena. Oh, okay, so yeah. he's just taking a random snap. Just saying that here I am, lucky enough to be with two legends. So I thought that was just an honourable mention from from Andy. The next one is um, is Matthew Wade. Now Wadey probably has had plenty of time on his hands to be able to get on social media because he hasn't been out in the middle too long with the stick. He's got good hands. So 
he was put up that um, he put on Instagram actually a service which he which is provided that if you're needing to move any money overseas, check these guys out. Um, awesome service, great rates, etc. Oh my yeah. god! So it's a company a la like Travelex to say that if you have any sort of funds that you need moving overseas. I know some guys. I know them. Um, and we all know what that means is he's getting a free service to transport any money that he's made overseas. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're always, you're all over We're on to that sort of rubbish, Maddie. So come on, we know that. Because we could potentially do it ourselves. Yep. Um, a fond listener of the Biology Report has made this segment only through a little bit of a distasted tweet. Now, Ben Lachlan. Yes, we love him. My good friend, Ben Lachlan, says it's disappointing there was no mention of the upcoming Hong Kong Sixers. Hopefully, we get looked after better than by at Qantas. Now, we're not having a crack at at Qantas. We're having a crack at Benny. He's disappointed only because we didn't mention that he and his other five mates were playing in the Hong Kong Sixers. Benny, we didn't care less whether you were playing in the Hong Kong Sixers no. or not. Um, and we he's used us to promote to himself yeah, to like say it. that, yes, you played Hong Kong Sixers for Australia. Well done. Pat on the back, Benny. Good job. Now that we've mentioned you, yeah, yeah you'll be happy. Um, Glenn Maxwell uh, makes an appearance. Um, and this is uh, a golf one, actually, for Maxi. So there's Maxi with uh, Finchy. Peter Siddle and Dan Christian playing a game of golf. And we know this, what it's all about. Great day here at Sanctuary Lakes Golf Club, um, which as soon as you do that, it's a free round. Yes. Free round. And I want more free rounds. Courses in Great Nick, blah, 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 at Callaway Golf Australia. So not only is he getting a free That's golf a, game from Sanctuary that? Lakes, he's also getting some free golf clubs from Callaway so, well done, Maxi. Lovely bit of self-promotion yep. there to get your sponsors right in. Right. Well done. Um, we also have a, a random one here. Um, and you'll love this because you're a music fan. In excess, in excess themselves have congratulated themselves. <laughs> Congratulations to in excess for 50 million. That's all it says. Whether it's 50 million copies of an album or money, 50 money. million bucks, we don't know. But they congratulated themselves for self-promotion of making 50 million whatever. Yep, complete randomness. So that's great. We love that. Um, Andy Anderson, whoever Andy Anderson is, he's obviously a listener to our podcast, has dobbed the great Mobile One HSV driver James Courtney in. So Andy Anderson has dobbed James in for... James got this a, is a good one. This is a beauty. He's got a he's got a photo of himself. It's a it's a selfie um, with uh, a lawnmower in the background, and we'll get to that in a second. But he's got nothing better for clearing the head than cutting the grass and streaming beats. So on my at boots AES. So let's on boost. Sorry. So boost is actually a mobile phone. Yeah. Sponsor the car. Yeah. So what he's saying is we're getting, he's you know, going multiple, yeah, multiple and whilst loving my Toro Oz oh, time master, which is the lawnmower. So 
he's nailed two sponsorship deals in the one tweet. But it's, a, it's almost a record self-promotion in the self-promotion. Exactly, but not only is he done, he's taken the photo with the top off, so he's got the rig out. Oh, my it's, God. It was, a, it was a triple treat from James, so well done to Andy Anderson for dobbing. Yeah, thank you, and we uh, want more of that. The, the super race car driver in. Um, I'm a massive... But he knows you're a massive V8 oh, fan. He knows V8 you're nothing. scouting the internet, and he's saying to you, Bradley Hodge, I don't care. Yep, absolutely. I'll, I'll do a self-promotion. I'll do a double one. I'll do a triple one in one. Yeah. Um, well, he's going to have to get maximum votes. Yeah, I reckon Unless so you too. got better. No, that's um, it for me. Are you going to just do a bit of a special mention to two two blokes we're big fans of on the Biology Report, particularly in the Self Promoter Award, KP and Pup. Yeah, Kevin Peterson, Michael Clark. <laughs> I almost feel like they're trolling us now. Yeah. Well, more KP than than Pup. I did do that. I actually made a because he focused on the legs again. For those that didn't understand, I I actually was in India and I went to the gym and I had no thought about doing legs at all. But I I got <laughs> I did self promotion. I got the little gym guy to say, mate, can you take a photo of me doing some legs just for Pup and KP? So I actually uh, put it out there. I actually got a response from a pup and said, uh, good job, dodgeball, or thumbs up, whatever it was. I actually replied to, I I was doing tweeting across to everyone anyway. I was trying to tweet back to my wife, and I actually just put, yes, honey, to Michael Clark. So did you delete it or? <laughs> no, I just left it on there. I thought I. Hey, what did he come back? No, no sweetie. He's, he's, I don't know what he says. He's See, thinking, well, a bit different. Yeah, I should have sucked up to him that, that much when he was Australian captain. I would have played a couple more oh, games, maybe. Yeah. No, they, they're uh, and, and ourselves. Let's be honest. You and me do a bit of self promotion. We could almost give ourselves two votes a week. But um, Courtney's maximum votes. Definitely. How many people are nominated? Here, five or six? Yeah, there's, there's six. There's In Excess, Danny no, Ma, Matthew Wade, Ben Lachlan, and, and Glenn Maxwell. I'm going six, Courtney. Um, I'm going five, Wadey, yeah. for, for multiples. Multiples, yeah. Maxi four for multiples. Yeah. Uh, Benny Lachlan, like, just slyly yeah. getting us involved, but yeah. he had an ulterior motive. Yeah, we so, know that. So it's sort of... A, we don't fall for that. No, we don't fall for that, but very crafty Betty. Yeah. A bit like his bowling. One of the craftier T20 bowlers yeah, going around. very good bowl. I'll go two to uh, Radar. Yep. Because he did take the mickey out of himself a little Didn't bit. Didn't he? We and love and we'd love to have, all have a photo with Kumar Sankara and Mahalich. Wouldn't we? we? Two of the best players of all time. Two of the greatest men. I believe yeah. going around, it's and true. so who does that leave one vote for? In excess, who got fifty million? Um, oh, geez, I'm going to swap that. I'm going to swap that. They're, they're, they're getting. Oh, I'll just give them two because that's just we're just jealous. That's anyway. just <laughs> We're just yeah. But that was in excess self promotion. Yes, that's my gag. Okay, that's the social media stuff. Hey, mate, you're doing well, and thank you to everyone that's actually giving us suggestions these days. Yeah, absolutely. They're helping us out. Well, Andy Anderson was on top of that for sure. Well done. Okay, our guide to this week is selecting Australian teams and, and to get into the best mode to help yourself because it's an important job. Yep. Like you, it is the national team. And a lot of the office debate, a lot of the when you're waiting to bat in the dressing rooms at club cricket yep. uh, are talking about they're doing it at the hair salons. Even, you know, the ladies oh, are just the going, oh, chit-chat in the hair salons. Oh, is Maxi at six or, you know, is Nev at seven? So there's a lot of pressure on the Australian selectors, and I appreciate the work they do. Um, 
but this is a guide on how to select teams. And and I think one of the selectors has put his hand up, and I like what he's done. Yeah. There's a game at the Gabba, at your home um, town. Yeah. And and this man has gone and flown down to Melbourne and played golf. Yeah. I, and I like it yeah, because like it. it clears the mind. There's heaps of guys taking stats. You know, there's no doubt he'll watch the highlights on cricket.com.au. And and in some ways, by him still playing a game, golf, yeah, not cricket, um, there's frustrations in there, that there's self-doubt. So he's actually, in some ways, putting himself into the, into the shoes of the cricketers he's picking, even though he's playing the yeah. game of golf. So I think to Greg Chappell, I think you've set a really good standard. I think it's awesome. I think that if anyone wants to be a selector in the future, get yourself down to the driving range, yeah. hit a few balls. What make, else can you do? Make a few golf. putts. And and look, what he's probably what he's done, I think, which is sheer genius, is he's developed the thought process of giving himself six hours on a golf course to consider... Yeah. Who he's going to be at number six. Yeah. I think he only plays shield hours too. Like he only plays golf between 11 and six. So if you're a selector, you have to actually play golf when cricket's on. That's yep. that's that's what we're getting at there. So. Well, I reckon we could be potential um, absolutely selectors down the track because we like our golf. Yeah, we love golf. So anyone that does play golf, you're actually spot on. You, you're, you're on a path. We actually, you don't know it, but you're training to be an Australian selector. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, that's our guide to being an Australian selector. <laughs> hey, Hodgie, that's it for episode nine. Um, good to have some guests. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, a great celebrity, guess. Lisa oh. from Sydney. Lisa Stalaka, and good luck to the girls, obviously, in the test match. We'll be wrapping that up in episode 10. And then do you reckon in a week's time we'll, we'll know who's going to be batting six in a week? No, I don't think we I think do. we'll be debating the same thing again. Yeah. Anthony Lehman, you've got to get the book. This shirt won't iron itself. Hey, subscribe. You've been saying it. Subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, we love your feedback. But that's it from the Biology Report. And Bevo, can you do it just one more time? Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you 